Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Well, we're done with the Reawaken America Tour. Got to meet a lot of great people. Um, and so I just got to say this. People say, well, who are you most impressed with? Well, quite a few people. But in particular, I was impressed with the humility and the professionalism of General Flynn. I can see why Donald Trump likes him so much. I can see why everybody likes him so much. He's credible. He's down to earth. He's a good man. Uh, had a good time there. I got to meet a lot of people that, uh, you know, I got to meet a lot of people who I recognize the names on our comment section. It was great doing that. I love that part of it, but uh, I'm kind of glad to be getting back home. Um, But uh, we got Doug on tonight, and this is uh, the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Doug of the American Vindicta Show, me of the Common Sense Show. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to tell you about something that we really, really like, and it's the um, Nightwatch Pro. Take binoculars, you can see people from far away. Take night vision, you can see people in the dark. You take Nightwatch Pro, you can see people in the dark and far away. And if you're involved in a situation to where, you know, you could have some unfriendlies encroaching upon you because of social conditions, this is really a a, a thing to do. I, I know the late Bob Griswold used to talk to me a lot about, and you heard him here on the show, Bob used to talk a lot about the uh, importance of night vision, but putting binoculars on it is a, is a real game changer. And they have the ability to record video at 4K and replay it. And they also have the ability to take still photos, high definition, uh, really a unique device. And it's pennies on the dollar compared to what you'll typically pay for night vision and they're giving you an additional 25% off with the coupon code HOLIDAY. So go to nightwatchpro.com, and you'll see everything you want to see about that. And they have a couple demonstrations. It's pretty cool. Nightwatchpro.com. Well, Doug, we got some interesting and concerning events that have taken place. Christopher Ray admits to an estimated 80,000 terrorists in America, and I believe they're beginning to strike. What do you think? No, I think it's the same thing. I think that um, the closer we get to the elections, the more things are going to unfold, not in our favor. You know, the economy is probably, you know, one of the things you've been talking about the most is probably going to be the most affected. Of course, if the economy goes down during the holidays, during this new fiscal year, um, 
what a cascading event that could be for people geopolitically here in America. Everyone went rioting in 2020 because they were told to by George Soros. What will he do this time? How will George Soros influence this this time? And, uh, you know, what other factors come with your 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 debit card, your credit card, your uh, your American dollar? If it doesn't work, if it's not worth anything, how do people buy stuff? And so, you know, this is when it'll be more than just a bunch of hooligans uh, rushing to the next iPhone store like they did in Pennsylvania and uh, Philadelphia when they smash store at the store at the store. What's coming will be so much worse than that if we're not spared that, you know? So I'm going to throw it back at you. CBDC, how close are we? Hard to say. My feeling is they got to congregate into the smart cities before it will really work. Because if people are in the hinterland, you know, the suburbs, the rural areas, they'll find ways to be self-sustaining outside the system. And CBDCs are based on controlling every aspect of your life uh, in a small, confined area that, that's controlled by the authorities. Uh, so they got to force people off their farms. they got to force people out of their homes. Uh, and they're preparing for it. I mean, Biden laid down $45 billion of seed money to convert commercial real estate that's vacant into residential real estate that's climate change friendly. And I think that's just the beginning also, too, the U.N. has got a provision they're putting into sustainable developmental goals I found last week. And it says that for climate mitigation, homeowners will be responsible for mitigating their climate deficiencies with their homes. And the estimated cost is between thirty-five and 40000 per homeowner. And we know that most people won't have that. So they'll force people out of their homes that way. Uh, of course, there's going to be a real estate collapse. 35 million elderly people are looking to downsize, according to the data. And uh, that's that's basically going to crash the market with that many homes come on the market. Your average homeowner right now that's buying is 49 years of age. Um, so they can't sustain this kind of volume without a crash. And realtors are under attack now to get their commission. I mean, big-time attack. So what I'm saying is, and this is what actually I talked about at uh, the Clay Clark event, um, there's CBDC, which will control everything about you, but there's also getting you out of the urban, suburban, rural areas and into densely pack, uh, packed, uh, stacking packs. Uh, I, 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 Doug, I think it's going to come in, but I don't think it'll be real rigid until they have people confined in these, uh, enclaves. And you think I, it'll come back to uh, COVID-like stuff again? Yeah, I think that's another element, too. I didn't mention that in my presentation today because I was limited on time. But we know Ebola is on the fringe, Marburg's disease and, and Ebola. And uh, if people can be told, come here for safety, if there's a food crisis, come here for food, uh, I, I think that, that those are also incentives to get people to move into stack and pack cities and then katie bar the door cbdc's come in and let's not mince words cbdc if it's controlling everything you can buy and sell that's the mark of the beast there's no other way to look at it yeah and and, uh this is the end of humanity as we know it 
until the Lord returns. In fact, the Bible's really clear. It says, no flesh would be left alive if Jesus didn't return. And these people are into transhumanism and having a small amount of humans that are a servant class to them. And I said this today in my presentation, and I don't think some people liked it. Um, I think most of the audience did. They understood it. I said, I've gone through the smart city, uh, which people will be congregated into. I've gone through pretty much everything there is to read on it. And here's what's missing, Doug. There's nowhere in there that accounts for elderly and handicapped. Well, everything you need is within 15 minutes. You can walk, you can bike anywhere. No, not if you're 80 years old and you have a walker. What about when there's a foot of snow on the ground and it's 20 degrees outside? That doesn't make any sense. I think what we're looking at here is excuses to get people to congregate. But I see, I see. okay, look, if you and I were to build a building and open a business, we'd have to have handicap ramps. We'd have to have special bathroom facilities for the handicapped. We'd have to go to a lot of expense to do that to satisfy the Americans with Disability Act. Yet in the smart cities, Doug, there's none of that. I think they're going to exterminate these people. Is there assisted living? Assisted no, living homes? There is nothing like that that's mentioned. I've looked for all this. And and, and um, I've been through the UN literature. I've been through the smart city C40 literature in the 90 cities that I can find. They don't have one thing. They say we want to treat all people equally and we'll all help each other. But that's about as close as they get to, uh, it, well, let's look at it this way. What's simultaneously going on in Washington, Oregon, and Canada, euthanasia? And in Canada, they're euthanizing people for mental illness, for depression, for autism. And and I'm thinking, I think it's going to come to the smart cities, and they're going to get rid of the undesirables. I think also, too, the dissidents will be lined up like this. It's Nazi Germany all over again. So what it makes me think is actually, like, is there going to be an attack upon the rice and the wheat? Well, obviously, India is saying that, Now's the time to hoard all all rice, and what a quarter or more of the world receives its rice from India. I think if you had a coming. blight, if you had a blight that struck wheat, that struck the soybean, that struck all this crap that we grow, that you know for the most part it's automated now, and who's the biggest farmer in America? Bill Gates. So. You know, if you if you had a major blight, if Monsanto completely reversed its workings and destroyed everything instead of just bastardizing and hybridizing what it was growing upon, um, then, yeah, you would force people into these conclaves. That's what it seems like the 15 minute city is, is the conclave. It's exactly uh, a place for survival. Doug, let me explain to you what's going on in the UK. There's two cities. One of them's Oxford. The other is, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't recall the name. I think it's Yorkshire, if I remember correctly. But they've divided their cities up into six districts. And you have to have an electronic passport to pass from one district to another. Um, and it's heavy fines if you violate. You're only allowed to go outside your area so many times a year. And after that, you have to get special permission. If you want to use your car, you got to file for a permit for one car use. Um, that's that's what we're looking at, that kind of level of control. Um, 
there's something else you said that triggered a thought of me and I lost it. But I think at the end of the day, what we're looking at here is this. When you force people to congregate into small, confined areas, I don't have to give you a conspiracy theory. All I got to do is open a history book. And the history book says genocide. Yeah, not only that, but you end up having a, a lopsided amount of authoritative power to the state, to law enforcement, and to the military being in some sort of conflict. And then the people are hustled in, which also means no firearms. Yeah. Um, I recall what I was going to say is you were talking about uh, a virus upon the food. And that's pretty much what you're saying, a blight upon the food. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to predictive programming and the the TV show that was lasted, I believe, six years called The Last Ship. It yep. was on TNT. It did, ha- it, it did happen there. Yeah, well, everything there was just incredible. Michael Bay was the director for a TNT series. Okay, Michael Bay, one of the best, most respected Hollywood producers, stepped down about three levels. I'm not insulting TNT, but it's not like a Hollywood production. And I thought it was he was out of place, but they brought in the best to do the best, and the special effects were good. But in the course of that show, what they had was a pandemic, And they even had the shedding effect where you no longer had to inject people. You just had to breathe on them to spread the vaccine effects. And then the second thing they had was a blight upon the food. And millions starved to death worldwide until they solved the problem. And then finally, they had a Red Dawn invasion out of South America. I mean, those were the six years. And also, don't forget, they had war with China. There's another there's another plausible scenario here civil war look at the predictive programming from obama's movie cyber attack um and then um this new movie civil war that's supposed to be coming out in the spring of 24 if america went into a state of collapse let's say because of the dollar fail and then you have civil war you have this continuing attack upon the electric grid, cyber attack, physical attack. Um, remember, I told you a long time ago, a unique way to take control of people is if you take down the grid and then you raise the grid back up singularly one region at a time or one territory at a time, you could control everything. And then the Internet is also yours as well, like China. Makes sense then, too, because that's Silicon Valley who has their their little, you know, Weasley hands and everything now. And it plays into that whole, you know, social credit score. Oh, you can't come into our conclave if you don't have a good social credit score. Um, by the way, turn in your guns. No guns here. It's gun free zone. No gold, no food storage. No self-reliance. I was talking to a group of people today from the Clay Clark audience after my presentation, and people were asking me questions. Um, about 15 people standing around outside, and um, people were saying, well, Dave, what should we accumulate? And I said, well, pretty much what I say on my show, food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, tools, and you know some accessories. But I, but I said, the reality is this. I said, um, the government can take it, so you better hide it. 
and they can the FEMA has regulation that says they can take food over uh, over three days supply. So if you have four days, they can grab a day. But who's to say what a supply is? They could take the whole. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. They're in the confiscation mode. Uh, and people need to know, if you got gold and food and so forth and guns, hey, someone stole them. Don't know. Uh, bury them. Bury them. And don't bury them all in your backyard. Mark locations in rural areas and bury them and disguise it and make sure you mark carefully where it's at. Uh, That's my best advice to people because anything that promotes independence from the system, they're going to take it away. The other thing that occurred to me, too, and if I had more time in the presentation today, I would have mentioned this. Another way they're going to get you into the stack and pack cities 
is to turn these estimated 80,000 terrorists and the Chinese soldiers we know crossing the border and so forth, they're going to turn them loose. And it'll be like the old medieval days. If your community was being attacked, was it better to be a serf on the feudal manor or was it better to be inside the castle? Well, obviously the answer would be to be inside the castle. But today's equivalent of being inside the castle would be a stack in Pack City. Come here. We can protect you. And those walls that you would have to build and those gates to let people in and out, that territory would then shrink more and more and more. Yeah. It would take uh, less amount of time. You know, you mentioned the border. I have an article right here. I told you about it just a few days ago. Ten IEDs found at the border in a cartel gunfight. The Mexican um, military, the Mexican police, they found uh, after a gunfight with the cartel, a bus right there on our border filled with 10 improvised explosive devices. Where were they going to? And if they were traveling north of that border, well, then how many more did we not catch? Well, and this, I, yeah, go ahead. this is the problem. Yeah. Well, this is the problem in law enforcement. People need to understand that when it, in regards to the border, when we're working the border, I mean, you know, if 300 people cross the border, well, then most likely 3,000 got away. That's, that's always the ratio. It's a three to one kind of deal. So if we have 40 million documented illegal immigrants, you know, in, in America, then how many of them did we not document? I agree. I mean, I, you, I, I you have an entire nation that has a nation plus multiple nations at this rate that have crossed into our border. Yeah. Doug, hold for one second. I got to fix a technical issue. Okay. The show must go on. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I agree totally what you're saying. The getaways are an issue, but <clears throat> we don't have to even speculate about that. There was a press conference held two weeks ago by Ted Cruz and John Cornyn and two other senators. Cruz and Cornyn told about their experiences as they went on patrol with the Border Patrol. They caught sex traffickers, no question in their mind, these senators, and they said they had to let them go. Who? Who's telling you got to let them go? Biden, Mayorkas. Okay, then they came across guys that had IEDs. And Cruz was telling this story. He goes, okay, you got the IEDs, but why aren't you arresting these people? We're not allowed to. Now, Doug, this did not appear anywhere on mainstream media that I'm aware of. This went through the uh, Internet and went to alternative sources like us. But it was Cruz and Cornyn. Do I have to say any more about how prevalent this is and how we're destroying ourselves? And this is an entire southern and northern border problem. It's not just, you know, along the southern border. But Mexico is also to blame for much of our problems, along with Mm -hmm. China and Russia Mm -hmm. and all the others. But the biggest blame on these problems is the administration and is Congress. So they're the ones who make the laws. Tell us to enforce the laws and the policies, rules, regulations, and yet they know. They know the problem with the border. 
They know all the problems with the border. Let's say that they are very aware of it and nothing is done yet. Countries are sending us everything and anything that they have. They're literally emptying, emptying um, prisons and sending it our way. Mental institutions too. Yeah. Eventually that tally is going to really stand against us if we don't do anything about it. But, you know, even if Trump gets in, I don't know what he'll do if he was even allowed to be um, president again. If he does become president and he does work on the border, those projects all got to get rewrote. Scope of work's got to be rewrote up. Um, all these movers and shakers got to get all this approving from Congress and so on and so forth. And it took almost two and a half years for Trump to get a wall initiated. So all those contractors that are there who've had those contracts canceled and all that equipment and all the pieces of the wall have already been sold. So, I mean, you'd have to restart all over again. The It almost makes makes sense that the best the best way to curtail this is just to deploy the military on the border. I, I was just going to say that. Forget the wall, go with electronic surveillance, overflights, and on-the-ground troops. By yeah. the way, this is going to shock the living hell out of you. Katie Hobbs, the reprobate governor of Arizona, the thiever of all elections, she's the She's announced she's going to deploy the National Guard to the Arizona-Mexico border. Yep, saw that. Were you caught as off guard by that as I was? Well, so when the Texas National Guard is deployed on our border, they they cannot detain. They can only observe, and they're just a body that fills a slot somewhere, and it's just for observation uses. Yeah, that's worthless then. Well, I mean, if that's the same thing Katie Hobbs is doing, then, I mean, she's really not doing anything at all unless they have the tension powers that were granted to them. I doubt it. She has asked for a reimbursement from Biden, and they haven't answered. So mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think there's any type of agreement in place. I'll tell you why she's doing this. There are some more centrist Democrats in Arizona who are beginning to get cold feet. They don't like what's the extent of what's happening in the state where the cartel is running the politicians. They're running the judges. They're running a lot of law enforcement. And the Thaler report is real, folks. It's a 120,000-page report with 20,000 affidavits with an experienced 30-year seasoned investigator on RICO investigations, which is what this is. And I've been told that some of the Democrats are getting cold feet, one, because they don't want to be implicated by inference or by reality. And two, they don't necessarily like what's going on. They don't want the extent of what's happening. It's one thing to stand up and say, yay, yay, immigrants come in. We love you. We're sanctuary, whatever. It's another thing when it really starts to happen. And we've seen that in New York and in other places now. So um, uh, it's this whole thing is getting so dicey. In Arizona, when the Democrats start breaking with Katie Hobbs, then she had to do something to bring them back in under the umbrella. And I and I was told 
this is probably the motivation for what she's doing. She's afraid of fragmenting the Democratic Party and, and losing a lot of control in the 2024 election. Well, as inflation continues to rise and eventually when the dollar just zeroes itself out, you're going to have such a large influx of immigrants who are getting Federal Reserve notes. They're getting grants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're on SSI. They're on Social Security. They're getting housing, food, cell phone, Internet, free college, getting lined up with jobs. And then the American um, patriot is losing all those things. So you're going to have a colliding of forces eventually. Um, kind of reminiscent to what you see that's happening in Chicago and also in New York, where you're having American citizens who are out actively day and night protesting these areas where these immigrants are coming in from, um, who are also, you know, being sent straight into schools. And it, it just makes me think, when does this house of cards finally fall and who is left standing? Because if the immigrants then can't eat and they can't get a job, their internet, their cell phone, well, I mean, do the landlords lock them out, cut them out? You know, do they they won't push be allowed them to. out? We saw that in COVID. No, of course they not. won't. They won't be allowed to. Yeah, but Americans will lose their houses. Americans will lose their cars. They'll lose their cell phones. They'll lose all their privileges that they believe that they have. That the economy which is driven by the dollar which is strangled by our politics when people really start to get aware of this when we have that second lockdown come um i don't think people are going to be copacetic this time i think people are going to be pissed off and mad about it i think with one exception they're going to riot there's an exception if it's ebola i think that people will comply Yeah, and it doesn't have to be Ebola mass spread. It just has to look like it has to have the allure of it like it was originally. I think they beta tested that in 2014. Remember, we had 19 cases. I think a lot of them were in Texas, and uh, two people died. And um, there were a lot of medical professionals then who had the freedom to speak out, like Dr. Jane Orient, the head of the Arizona Medical Association, I had her on the show a couple times, and uh, Dr. Orient said, I-, I almost feel like we're being tested. That was her exact words. Were, I feel like we're being tested. In other words, what will the public response be to something like an Ebola? And and I think they got some answers. I, I think they can't bring out something that's on a level with the flu, like with covid They've got to bring out something that's demonstrably more lethal or at least make the public believe it's more lethal. Well, yeah, and then get CDC and all their ilk out there to, you know, (laughs) beat the war drums 24-7. Yeah, I mean, you just take a few nasty videos of people throwing up buckets of blood and bleeding out of every orifice and dropping dead, and then they say, well, you know, and now... Ebola since 2017, when I was on the border, um, Ebola is now proven to be aerosolized. Yeah. So it can be spread in the air. Ebola can live for up to 20 days now or more on a a doorknob. So people are freaked out about that. The mask will come back. Hell, people will be wearing scuba tank gear 
uh, if they, they think that it'll protect them. You know, Americans have a funny way of reacting to things. And sometimes it's nonchalant. We could care less. We're Americans. And then there's this ridiculous knee-jerk reaction. And, you know, the people who caused the knee-jerk reaction, it's not the federal government. It's the local government. It's your state and then your local. So your your governor down to the mayors, down to the sheriff's departments, police departments, um, health departments. And once they start telling businesses, dope, you're locking down, you're locking down, you're locking down. People are going to lose jobs again. Uh, we had a huge suicide presence for two years there. Um, and we're finally starting to go down from that slide of, uh, you know, this large amount of suicides. And so if that comes back, I mean, just think of the anarchy. Oh, and by the way, they arrest Trump. Or, you know, they don't allow Trump to become president. That's whom everybody wants for his president. So, and and I, once again, I don't see Biden running for president. I see Newsom doing it. I would agree with you. Biden's reached the end of the road. There's no question. And um, I don't think he could even get elected inside his own party. This is why they can't have a primary. Any legitimate candidate would would replace him. RFK would have destroyed him in the primary. Well, you can't have an election if you have an active war going on. Now, I will say this. The global war on terrorism for 20 years was never declared a war by Congress. Yeah. So I've been kind of predicting, and you and I have been talking about this, I almost expect Congress, this Congress, to declare war on either Iran and China or Russia and China and any anyone, almost like a global war on terror again, but official. Because if you can make it official, that means that then you could suspend elections. But something has to happen in the United States inside of CONUS in order for that threat value to be increased. Is it, you know, another 9-11? Is it a terrorist attack against Trump or against Biden? There has to be um, a false flag. I, I totally agree yeah, with you. There's um, got to be a driving motive yeah. for it. You know, let me tell you something Hal Turner said that I've been contemplating. It's a novel idea, but I think it's real. I think his notion is one possibility of many. Uh, Everyone thinks we're going to manufacture a war with Iran, and I think that's probably the most likely scenario. But Hal said something yesterday I thought was really worth taking note of. He's talking about the uh, accumulation of massive naval assets in the Middle East, and that's true. There is. And he said, but they're not going to attack Iran. They're going to attack Saudi Arabia for joining the BRICS. And I thought, holy crap, does that make sense? Because then... The UAE and other close neighbors are going to fall very quickly. And then all of a sudden, Biden has the oil he needs to keep things going for a while, particularly with the war effort. Well, and, expect a naval, a naval confrontation off the shore of Guyana. Yeah. You can expect well, it at this point. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I agree. But I think that's not in line so much with what Hal Turner is saying. I do agree with what you're saying, though. And it could be a simultaneous event. But what do you think? Do you think that 
Well, first of all, if the U.S. attacks Saudi Arabia, and this is what got my attention, I don't see Russia coming to their defense. What do you think? I don't know. Um, If everybody declares war upon Israel, and you got 10 nations plus that are in war mode with jets in the air, um, it may be, it may just be too damn hot for us to come in. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I, I, listen, I Russia, if we attack Iran, since they're the choice of oil for the BRICS, Russia will, will, will respond and they'll probably respond with nuclear weapons. And so will China, that's where China's getting all this petroleum Yeah, is Iran. See, Russia has a, a plethora of timber and of petroleum and of natural gas. Mm-hmm. But you need multiple outlets. You got to have multiple outlets. One is none. Two is one. Three is two. So that that same terminology still applies when it comes to your natural resources because that's what drives the war. You got to feed the soldiers. You got to keep the gas in the tanks and in the planes. And you got to have something that maintain that maintains a state of normality for the populace. And if that populace within all these multiple countries within the BRICS nations is um, destabilized because they don't have resources, well, it's going to be hard for them to go to war too. So almost like World War Two, uh, to the extent of World War One. I mean, hell, I mean, almost every time we've gone to war in the last hundred plus years, it's been over resources. So that's what that fight's going to be. But with the Belt and Road Initiative, the Caribbean is completely bought and paid for now. By who, Dave? No, by China. China. Yeah. By China. And I think you have a valid point about Guyana. But I think you have to admit, Hal's idea is interesting, isn't it? It is. Saudi Arabia is a, was a pivotal point because we had such a large air base there. And then you have Qatar. We have another air base there. Um, you got Djibouti, Africa. We got a huge uh, presence for AFCOM there. So if, if those bases were ever to come under attack um, or we had to flee from there like we did Afghanistan, then our foothold there is gone. And we'd have to deploy everything from our aircraft carrier. Yeah, and that's and, just and, not, you're not making my point. And I think you're making Hal's point too. And here's why: we've not replaced the tr- strategic oil reserves, which is exactly what the military needs. That's made for the military. Yep. Okay, so where are you going to go for oil to keep a war going? That's why the Saudi Arabia situation is so intriguing. I don't know if Hal Turner talked about the strategic oil supplies depletion, but I'm sure it entered into his thinking. But uh, let's go to Guyana. Uh, If this is true with Saudi Arabia, how does Guyana factor into this? Well, they said that I listened to a three or four star general from the Pentagon. And she said that Guyana, because of its resources, the availability of, of shale oil right there at ground level, you don't have any drill deep um and it could be extracted so easily and it was uh, a higher quality of oil well 
You know, that's, that's where I'm saying, like, we, we just, we don't have to go outside of our own backyard really in order to extract it, but we don't have to go to Guyana to be outside of the Caribbean to get oil, start drilling in Texas, start drilling in Louisiana, start drilling in Alaska. I mean, we already have, you know, why we won't, it's obvious why we will do that. Biden's mission is to destroy the U S economy. But he needs external oil right now to keep a war effort going. I I don't. Yes, I agree with that. But I think there's another factor. His job was to weaken the military to the extent that we cannot project ourselves outside of CONUS. Yeah. And that's that's happening. There's material out there on this, too. We're at the lowest troop levels for the last 80 years. And uh, 25% of the people five years ago said they they weren't interested in joining the military. It wasn't part of their thinking. Today, that number has reached 50%. And that's the Gen Z figures, uh, you know, in that 15-year period of birth that are saying this. And uh, the uh, one of the Pentagon spokespeople said, we need a resurgence to national commitment. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, no shit. Start with the White House, huh? Yeah, they're going to go back to flyover country for recruitment. There you go. Um, so you, you'll be able to see a lot of motivational recruiting ads again. Um, but we're seeing them. That, we're seeing them already, Doug. You don't have the woke nonsense anymore. They're projecting actual toughness in their military ads. Well, that's because they're going to have to have real, authentic fighting men again. Yeah, exactly. But they're. Like I said, there's going to have to be a kicker here in the United States because every everybody with a cell phone now that has social media, you stand on three sides. You are either on the Democratic side, you're on the Republican side, or you're on the fence and you're leaning either way. So half the country at that rate will be asked to fight. A quarter of the country will be drafted to fight. And then let's say if another quarter or half of that even shows up when they're drafted, you'll have enough people to fight for a limited amount of time, a limited. I'm interested that you mentioned if they show up for the draft, compliance is going to be a huge problem for them. Yep. Yep. And who are you going to get local law enforcement to go and, you know, snatch up people who aren't wanting to go and fight? I mean, at what point in time do people say, no, law enforcement don't even come down that road? It it will take, it takes an entire group of people to agree to go to this war. But, you know, we use that whole terminology of 3%. Only about 3%, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, actually showed up for the fights against the British I think you'd get higher than 3% right now in America. Um, Even 5% is still a large fighting force. But the great equal opportunity um, nation destroyer is the grid. And, you know, I, I got an article pulled up right here about the Pentagon. Very interesting that the Pentagon is seeking to employ EMP weapons to eliminate drone swarms. Well, not just drone swarms on our aircraft carriers, drone swarms here in CONUS. Yeah, 
So, you know, I, I think that's very interesting. And we, and we, we're facing economic suicide right now. So, yeah, let me but Doug, let, let me say this before you go on from that statement. That's a big statement about economic suicide. And on one side of this coin, I totally agree with you. But on the other side, I agree with Bob Kudla, economic expert I have on the show regularly. And Bob says, dollar goes down, so does every other nation. And he's right. It's too intertwined with yep. the world economy. Yep, to include yep. Russia and to include China. Exactly. It, this, Even though Russia is doing third-party buying, the third party is us. It, so it makes me think a few things. For one, if you can't get recruitment, well, now we're seeing why AI and <laughs> robotics mm-hmm. is becoming the talk of the town for replacing troops on the battlefield. Russia's doing it. China is not. China China's China has st- China started. They say they're going to have a division by next year. Saying it and doing yeah. it are two different things. I agree, but, but but they are more than willing to send a billion people our way. The problem is you got to cross a large pond to get to us. So you have to take down a few things in order for that pond. But what China has increased is the catastrophic cyber attacks. Uh, right now, the United Kingdom says that they are under a constant watch for a cyber attack that would leave the country in a catastrophic state. Um, they're they're watching that right now. China and Russia are working on continuing and advancing their technology for hypersonic missiles and for um, uh, satellite killing drones. That's one of their biggest things because you have to destroy key satellites in order to overwhelm us. You have to do it. You got to kill the ability for the troops to talk to each other and you got to kill GPS. If you can do just a few things, because we're so heavily reliant now upon our electronic security systems, upon um, our ability to use anything satellite based for talking to the troops, internet, anything like that, even programming fire missions now, artillery strikes, missile strikes, a lot of that's GPS guided. So you got to have what? GPS satellites. So if you take those things down, man, we're almost line of sight shooting at this point. We're going to have to apply a little bit of math and figure out where to drop rounds at accurately. Um, So that means that our follow through would not be as near as fast either. Um, But here's another one of these problems. Another one of these problems that we're, we're about to face is um, the attack upon the media. Owen Schroeder is finally out of prison, but now they're going after another guy uh, out of Florida who was... The Blaze? Yeah, from the Blaze, who was only posting about January 6th. Now they're saying that um, he has to surrender himself, and the FBI won't exactly tell him what he did. Well, now you have Snowden, who is sounding alarm over warrantless spying, and the Senate has now passed uh, $886 billion uh, NDAA again. So there are rising problems right now. 
You have an American populace who does not trust the American government. They don't trust the dollar. They don't trust law enforcement. They don't believe in the military anymore. And they just kind of want to focus on themselves. If anything, Generation Z and others has become the biggest uh, preparedness generation that America has ever seen, the most awakened to all this garbage that we've ever seen. So you're going to have a problem with an internal domestic you're going to have a lot of internal problems domestically. Um, people aren't wanting to go to work, so the economy is going to take a hit there. If you put in another COVID-like variant hitting, you're going to have lockdowns. I mean, like it, what's happening is the, some of the things that Dave and I say all the time is that you have these compounding events where one stacks upon another. You have events that drive the narratives. And for every event, uh, for what doesn't work, you have a plan B, C, D, E. It just keeps going. And worst case scenarios, death by a thousand cuts. You just let it all start multiplying and happening at once. And then there's too many things, too many holes in the ship for us to plug. And the ship starts to sink. When the ship starts to sink, the rats start to jump off the ship. Not only that, people begin to eat each other, kill each other over that shipping, uh, that sinking ship, too. Um, oh, and by the way, it's an election cycle again. So what more of a unique time is there for any of this to be happening than now? I agree. I think there's no question this is what's going on. I think at the end of the day, um, the planners of doing this, are having multiple strategies to bring this country down and they're hoping if they throw enough stuff up on the wall something will stick that's how i think they're looking at this well I mean, you got the you got the doug let me ask you what's it going to be cbdc or nuclear war and i think it depends it could be either or both one could lead to the other yeah exactly and this is what i think people don't realize is well which what are they going to do to us dave you're talking about all these things they have all these things ready to come at you as needed. Yeah. Well, and we're getting this dog and pony show with Hunter Biden, who is um, saying that he's not going to show up for Congress. He's going to be in contempt of Congress. And I mean, since when was anyone ever afraid about that? I don't think Congress is going to send the FBI after uh, Hunter Biden. I think know, there's some so. that would, but the FBI would not carry out that mission. Not not at the current state because it's it it doesn't help anybody. A hunter will sing like a canary to save his own skin. Do you, you think he'd give up daddy? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I count on it. If that would happen, they then count look, on look out for Hunter Biden to slip on a banana peel. And it won't be daddy that plans its demise. It's the people around Biden that also benefit. Well, I'm surprised there hasn't been a, quote, crazed per. I'm surprised there hasn't been a, quote, crazed person who hasn't tried to come after Hunter either. There's your false flag. A MAGA person kills Hunter Biden. Yeah, and and, and let's say because Hunter gets tied into, you know, these eyes wide shut parties that he throws and uh, pedophilia and human trafficking. I mean, it. You can see the scenario, yeah, being roused up. I this makes a lot of sense. I I could see Hunter 
being martyred. Wow. Well, I yeah, I mean, the, gra- I, the that grand scheme me. of things, who is Hunter? I didn't see us go- going to this place, but I think it makes perfect sense now that I think about it. Yeah, I think Hunter could be martyred. Um, do you think that they'll kill Trump? What do you think? I don't know. I know Tucker thinks that. I know, I know that Tucker talks to his people, and they probably think that too. Um, you know, whatever your your issue is with Trump, is he Illuminati? Is he a Kabbalist? Is he this? Is he that? I just find it interesting that a man who always puts his name on his buildings in giant gold letters, filled with a huge ego and pride for success is then going to allow his kingdom that he's built to just collapse for the greater good. I don't see it. If, if Trump, maybe I'm delusional here, but if Trump was really on board with this, then why the, the song and dance of, you know, trying to destroy everything that that man was and had become. Unless he turned against them. Yeah, that's well, there you go. There's Elon Musk and there's Trump. And I think Trump turned against him because with Elon Musk, it's revenge. With Trump, I think there's a different motivation. I think Trump has turned against these people because he wants to be the second George Washington. It's ego. He wants to save the country and get the credit. That's how I see it. I think he's I think he's an egomaniac. Doug, we're just about out of time here. Um, here I, I think this is kind of where we leave it here, based on what we've said, is all of these things can be brought against the people of the United States by the globalists and their minions. It's hard to say which ones will step to the forefront. I think it'll be crimes of opportunity is what they'll do. Um, final word? Everything's on the table. I agree with that totally. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I love how they gave a warning out over the holidays to the DOJ and FBI said, you need to be on the lookout. Could be bad things happening. Yeah. Who caused it to happen? What borders left open? Uh, who's brought in uh, 8 million people since he's been president? Yeah. Thank you for the warning. What are you doing about it? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. It's uh, we'd like to say, I'll say this. We've met the enemy and he's us. And I think that that's a good way to conclude. Um, yep. Get close with Christ. I agree. Train, prep, and pray. See you later, Doug. Thanks. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is in the interim, 
hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container, you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50 year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.